As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like bazookis on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends marissa bowen zach are here to squawk don't miss the mistress talk on some birds are you trying to seduce me mr roseman we that should be a drop for you we should take away the whatever the dirt of the earth drop and let's turn the camera you got it zach yes yeah let's turn the camera on to the athletics red star reporter hello everybody and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Monday afternoon, 1.01 p.m. Beowulf, Zach Berman here to uh, recap the two practices we saw this weekend and uh, look back and forward with round two of Turkey's To the Castle 2023. We will go position by position, talk about the, uh, the real nitty gritty of the roster decisions to come. Uh, but first, and most importantly, Zach, how are you? I'm doing great. Good to see you, Bo. Uh, this is a big day uh, on the Birds of Friends podcast. Every day is a big day. For two reasons. First off, Bo had had a great story today, an A1 story. Make sure you check it out on Kevin Patuo and his daughter and uh, how she's the coolest person affiliated with the Eagles. And then also, uh, The Athletic has hired Diana Rossini, a noted BWF mm. guest. The official and, national reporter of Birds with Friends. Now it's like a doubly official. Yes, yeah, senior national reporter. So, uh, so the or senior a senior NFL insider, I think, is the official title. So, uh, congratulations to Diana. Congratulations to you. On well, now to be uh, to be coworkers with Diana. What a what a coup for you. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, someone said, uh, someone buy ZB a mic stand. I do have mm-hmm. a mic stand. I, as I've discussed on this pod on a number of occasions, I, I, I study the film. Okay. And I go back and I listen to every one of our shows, uh, which is like a, a degree of, of, of futility to a certain extent, or 
not futility. Sorry, I was, I was getting a masochism. Is that the yeah, like I, I just hear myself getting ripped on the whole time, but that's okay. Um, and uh, no, but in, in, in all seriousness, better to get ripped on than ripped off. There you go. That's true. Uh, I hear sometimes I hit the table, I, I hear a pounding of the table, and when I hold the mic, you don't hear that. So I'm actually trying to improve the audio quality for the uh, for, uh, for the room. Mm. What have you been up to this weekend, Zach? Oh, uh, just <laughs> what an exhale! <laughs> what a sigh! What a what an unburdening that was. <laughs> what have I been up? To? I'm just what a guttural. Uh, yeah, <sighs> my uh, my family's out of town. Um, they're down the shore. Okay, and so as I practice, had a good nice lunch with you. Uh, an adventurous lunch, but it was it was yeah. It took was you across time. the street to the uh, Southeast Asian food market. Yep. And then I've been I've been tending to some personal matters and I've been uh, uh, working on a story that's going to appear on The Athletic tomorrow. Very exciting. Uh, all right, Zach, why don't we get into uh, the Quactus report? Um, the two practices this weekend were, were relatively light, as you sort of would expect coming off a game on Thursday. They were in pads on Saturday, shells on Sunday. Um, what were the highlights? What do our, our listeners need to know about the practices this weekend? So Saturday, also we have some. Maybe we should send it to the Stone Cold Newsman because we do have some uh, a sure. bundle of transactions that came about since our last podcast. So bundle, absolutely. With let's that in it. mind, let's. Uh, you know what? I have I have it right in my ear now. It's yes, we do. We have Zach Berman live uh, from like a, a twenty mile radius outside the Novacare complex. <laughs> The injury bug hit the Eagles hard on Thursday night, and it, it was reflected in the transactions the following day. Um, Zach McPherson, Tyree Cleveland, and Noah Ellis were all waived injured by the Eagles, and they cleared waivers, so they revert to IR. So they are their seasons are finished, and they are, in, are, are, are on injured reserve for the Eagles. Another notable move, Miles Jack went on the reserve retired list. He retired after two weeks with the team. So Shout he came, he saw, yeah, now he's preparing for the zombie, the zombie apocalypse. But uh, congratulations to Miles Jack on the career that he had. Also of, of note, this happened since we last spoke. This was on Saturday. The Eagles released Greedy Williams, who was going to come up in our podcast uh, in probably like 20, 30 minutes. And Ty Zetner, the punter. So now the Eagles are down to one punter, Aaron Sipos, and the cornerback depth chart looks a little different than we thought going into camp. That is, and then they signed defensive tackles Robert Cooper, Marvin Will. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Marvin Wilson, and Caleb Sanderson, and linebackers Tyreek Maddox Williams and Quentin Bell. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thank you, Zach. Um... One small clerical thing there. I don't know that, for instance, Tyree Cleveland's season is over. They could still, you know, you could reach an injury settlement with those guys, release them, then they could sign somewhere else, or he could then come back to the practice squad or something like that. Obviously, Zach McPherson's season is over because he he tore his Achilles. Um, all right, what about the the practices this weekend, Zach? Any any depth chart movement? Any uh, you know highlight plays that you think um, the sickos should know about? Yeah, Darius Slay and James Bradbury both had good practices on Saturday or inter- highlight-worthy practices, interceptions on Saturday. Uh, 
that's what stood out. Sunday, I thought was, was Bradbury's really... on Hertz as well. I don't know that I saw that one. Slays uh, was a nice play. It was a, yeah. it was thrown a little bit behind Devonte Smith. Uh, it was one of the uh, it was either the first or second true interception that Jalen Hurts has thrown all summer. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Sunday was a really strong Jalen Hurts performance. I, I, I thought he I thought he looked good yesterday. Uh, and at linebacker, it's been a lot of Zach Cunningham with with the ones. It uh, looks like he's closing in on that job, although we'll get to that in a bit. And otherwise, n- nothing major notable. Am I, am I missing anything as far as No, I think that's about right. Uh, I think yeah. the most interesting thing is that safety, but we can wait till we get there um, as well. How about anything uh, just to check the box from Sean Desai or Brian Johnson, who we heard from? Nothing jumps to mind as like as as news. Sorry, I got you off guard. Yeah, and nothing jumps. I mean, I always enjoy talking to them and and, and getting their perspective. Brian Johnson doubled down on what Nick said post game, which is Marcus Mariota's their their QB two. Tanner McKee's not, you know, they're happy with Tanner McKee, but Marcus Mariota's their backup quarterback. Uh, and then otherwise, no, they. I mean, Sean decides keeping it close to the vest at, at this point. Okay. Um. All right, let's let's get into this. Here's what, here's how we're going to do this, Zach. Now you remember uh, we went through the turkeys to the castle exercise at the very beginning of camp, and mm-hmm. the idea was that we were going to revisit this at the end of camp. We've now reached essentially the end of camp. We have one set of joint practices, uh, just one practice tomorrow with the Colts on Tuesday, and then a game on Thursday, and that's it. So we are going to answer the same questions that we answered then, and this will tell us how much things have changed. But we're also going to use this as our opportunity to talk about each position and the roster math at hand here. So we start at quarterback. And do you believe that it is set in stone that it will be Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee, all on the roster, those three guys? Or do you think there is any possibility that potentially Marcus Mariota is elsewhere? Well, I think it's set in stone that Jalen Hurts is on the roster. Uh, uh Mark, uh, no, I, I still think you really like that. You thought you, you thought you had a good I joke. I thought I was gonna get more of a reaction. Uh, <laughs> of all the jokes, that one doesn't that that one doesn't get sold. Yeah, I mean, as a fan of comedy, I thought that was meager. Uh, so, <laughs> so I I think that um, Marcus Mariota is still the number two quarterback. But what I will allow is that if there's an extended absence. Perhaps they operate a little differently. Like if, if Jalen Hurts is out for the season at some point, maybe then they say, all right, well, let's let's reconfigure the offense to uh, to Tanner McKee. But I do think Marcus Mariota is going to be the second quarterback for each game. And Tanner but McKee. But just in turn, uh, uh, we're, we're trying to narrow this to the roster, like the 53 man roster projection that is coming that they, the yeah. cuts that they need to make. You think these three are all three? Down. Yes. All three are on the team. Yes. Correct. Okay. You don't think there's any chance that Marcus Mariota is traded or released or anything like that. Well, I never say never. Uh, I suppose there's a chance. I know there's teams like Cincinnati out there looking for backup quarterbacks. Uh, but I think that the Eagles are going to stick uh, to the experience of Marcus Mariota this season. Okay. I think I agree with you. Now, uh, our question on this one for Turkeys to the Castle was who will be the quarterback three? Ian Book or Tanner McKee? Um, I can go first. I have 100 turkeys on Tanner McKee and zero on Ian Book. I have 100 turkeys on Tanner McKee and zero on Ian Book, and this is a departure from you win this one because 
uh, at the beginning of camp, you had 65-35 for McKee. I had 51-49. So yes, are we keeping score in that regard? Well, we're not keeping. We'll keep score once these the decisions end. are made. But yes, presumably I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up 14 points there. Yes. Okay. Uh, running back is interesting, Zach. Um, I think that we would agree that DeAndre Swift and Kenny Gainwell are safely on this team. That's two. Then you've got probably three guys for two spots. It could be one spot, but between Boston Scott, Rashad Penny, Trey Sermon, uh, roster-wise, before we get to the question um, for Turkeys to the Castle, do you think it's settled here? Do you think uh, you think my my lean right now is is Scott and Penny both make the team, even though Penny has no guaranteed money and Trey Sermon is waived. Trey Sermon is injured right now. It's also worth adding. How do you feel about this position? I feel the same way you do. I think Trey Sermon's going to be waived. I think the top four are going to stay. As I've said, the Eagles can cut Penny or Scott and bring them back 36 hours later after making some IR transactions, but I don't anticipate that occurring right now. I, I, I still think that uh, Sermon's most likely waived, and the Eagles go with Gainwell, Swift, Penny, uh, and Scott. I think that I think so too. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure Penny makes the team. I'm not a hundred percent sure Boston Scott makes the team, but I think I think they both do sneak through. I think that's your room. What but are you one hundred percent sure on? Kenny Gainwell makes the team. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. Jalen Hurts makes the team. I think he's safely on. Boom! <laughs> You're gonna be here all night. <laughs> um, all right, now the uh, the turkeys to the castle question here: Who will be RB one in Week One? Now, I think I believe we define this as uh, snaps while the game was like within uh, two touchdowns before yes. the fourth quarter, something like that. So um, it's your turn to go first. You famously, we know we know we're we're early in on DeAndre Swift here. How mm -hmm. how do you react uh, now? Yeah, I'm 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 going hard on the early money here. Uh, so I had 50, 25, 25 back in in uh in, in the beginning of this 50 exercise, on Swift, 25, 25 yep. Gainwell Penny. And we also had other and you had zero there. Yep. And I'm going to go now with 60 on Swift. Okay. 40 on Gainwell, zero on Penny, zero on the other. Okay. Um, in the beginning, I had 35, 35 on Swift and Gainwell and 25 on Penny. I'm now going uh, 51 on Swift, 44 on Gainwell, five on Penny. Um, so if it's Swift, you will you will win some points there. If it's Gainwell, I will win some points. I think uh, what I've been saying all along is is the way that I continue to feel that the Eagles want it to be DeAndre Swift's backfield. I think early on they will try to make it so, but I think over the course of the season it will become Kenny Gainwell's plurality uh, of uh, snaps and touches. I will bet you some Eastern Asian cuisine on that. On uh, what? That I, I think it's going to be Swift. All season long. Yes. Barring him getting injured. Well, but no, but that's part of it. Okay. Well, I, I thought you meant based on performance, they'll just trust Gainwell more. No, I think I think injury is absolutely baked in here. Okay. Uh, no, I, I would still. So we had, we we went to the Eastern Asian food. Um, Southeast Asian. Southeast Asian. Okay. I need to be more specific geographically. It has a name. The, the Eastern Asia. The that's true. Eastern Asia could include uh, China. So, so we were Southeast Asia. We were, we were Vietnam. We were, yeah. 
Uh, and so we had some good skewers. I will bet you a chicken skewer, which we weren't able to get yesterday because it was sold out, that it's going to be DeAndre Swift's backfield. And how are we defining that? Most snaps at the end of the season. Okay, deal. This is a this is uh, to be precise. This is a two dollar bet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right. Next up is a is an interesting one. Um, in terms of roster math, I think wide receiver is very interesting, and I think this is a place where they could potentially borrow from, especially right at cutdowns. I think like Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are safely on this team. Then you've got Quez Watkins and Olamide Zacchaeus. I think Olamide is on. I think Quez is on too, but Quez is injured right now. So that's going to change the way that our, our turkeys go here for this week one conversation. But do they need a fifth receiver? Does Britton Covey need to be on this team? You know, Britton Covey didn't make the team out of camp last year and was, uh, was a, a game day elevation for the first three weeks of the season as the returner. He's been injured. He hasn't he hasn't practiced in over a week. Tyree Cleveland was the other guy who was who was pushing. He's obviously uh, injured now. Joseph Ngata has had some flashes. I don't believe that he's he uh, meriting a roster spot right now. So I I kind of view wide receiver as a spot where um, they might go for initially and then claim somebody off waivers. I think they're, they're, they're figures to be somebody with a little bit more juice, a little bit more upside who is uh, waived from another team that they can add as a, a potential lottery ticket. Yes. I'm, I'm with you there uh, because I mean, when you first posed the question, I was saying, well, they're, they're going to have five receivers on the roster, right? But on that initial 53, perhaps it's, it's four. Um, I don't think Britton Covey gets claimed in that he was, he went unclaimed last year. He was on the practice squad, was not signed off the practice squad. The Eagles then promoted him, but he hasn't played yet in the preseason. I don't know if he'll play Thursday night this week. So it's not as if teams have additional preseason film. I suppose they have all the film from last season on him, but it would it would surprise me if he gets claimed. So I, I think that's one where they can go through waivers, keep another position stronger, and then see see who's who's cut elsewhere. And you can always sign Cubby back to the 53. But I, I think uh, this is the brilliant mind of of Bo winning back-to-back. Was it back-to-back or back-to-back? Back-to-back. Back-to-back-to-back. Back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. Tom, Tom Amansky and Bo Wolf, equal footing. <laughs> uh, you're like Pat Riley, right? Which has never been done on the beat, as far as, I, as, far as we know. Um, <laughs> as far as we know. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's something that, that, that they could do because I, I don't believe anyone – outside of the top four has really distinguished themselves to be like a no doubt roster player. I agree. Uh, now the question at hand for turkeys to the castle is who will be the wide receiver three in week one. This is obviously hindered by Quez Watkins nursing a hamstring injury. I don't know that I've even seen him, you know, running on the sidelines um, recently. So at the moment it's, it's Olamide Zacchaeus. How do you, aside from the turkeys to the castle question, which is about week one, how do you view this big picture? Do you think I know you know you know I know you've got that uh, that nugget in your holster on Olamide Zacchaeus's uh, a dot, but in terms of <laughs> how these two guys compare in the offense, what how do you see this playing out? Oh, I I think Quez is the uh, is the number three, 
but I think you're going to see them move the receivers around more the formation this year than you saw last year. Quez was mostly a slot guy last year. And I think you can see Quez on the outside this year. I think you can see Devonte inside. You can see AJ inside. Uh, so I think that's one way they'll try to get more from Quez is I think he's better on the outside than in the slot. Uh, but Zacchaeus, I, I, I think it's going to be more of a depth piece for them. And I still think Quez is the number three guy. And I actually thought he looked solid early the first week in these weeks. It's been a busy month. But yeah. Yeah. I thought he looked solid the first week. Um, I, I guess it's, it's a little bit odd that they haven't replaced the, uh, like the physicality of Zach Pascal, that guy who they had on the field, like, you know, to, to, to be the dirty work guy, because I, mm -hmm. you know, Zacchaeus is a little bit too slight to fill that role. It seems like an, a role that should be easily filled. And maybe it's as simple as, you know, that's Grand Calcaterra or something like that. But just in terms of the way the things that they did on offense last year, you know, Pascal was involved in those things to some degree. They don't necessarily have a like for like replacement there, but maybe that's also something that's coming. You're correct. And they also, they, they lack size outside. Like if something happened to AJ, look, if something happens to your all pro wide receiver, you're in trouble as it is, but just in terms of that body type, they don't have that at all. And so size ain't uh, nothing but a mindset, baby. What's the size is nothing. But, oh, you don't have to tell me that. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, uh, I agree with you there. And, and, and Pasco at least provided that, right? Like he, he wasn't AJ Brown, but he, he gave you some of that, that muscle, some of that strength. Mm. All right. The question here is who will be the wide receiver three week one. Uh, we both had 60-35 for Quez. Uh, I'm going to go 52-48 for Quez just because of the – we're doing week one. I don't know if he's going to be ready week one. We'll see. Uh, so for this here, I did write this down. I had 60-35 and 5, okay? And now I changed that to 60 and 40. Okay. Uh, next up, tight end. Roster-wise, Goddard, I would say safely on. You agree? Um, similar to Hertz, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. See, I, I got to laugh. Came that back time. to it. You came back to it, and you nailed it. Boom. That was nice. Boom. Um, Jack Stoll is on the team. I think Grant Calcaterra is on the team, and then I think Tyree Jackson is right now, in my estimation, on the outside looking in, but firmly on the bubble. Um, I don't know if they're willing to just have seven pass catchers through the initial cutdowns. That's what I have right now, presuming that they're going to add somebody off waivers. Um, but the question here is tight end two. Well, actually, let's let's stick to the roster first. Do you think do, do you agree that Tyree Jackson is do you have him on? Do you have him off right now? I have Tyree Jackson off right now, uh, but I, I can be talked into it. OK, do you have Dan Arnold on? No, I do not. You have Brady Russell on. No, that was a great touchdown celebration the other night, though. Nice touchdown from Brady Russell. Uh, coming on a little bit. Oh, Kemsky called it first. You can't uh, claim I, did, I, I am not trying to take any credit for Brady Russell. Kemsky was okay. Kemsky was was trying to lie to me and say that Brady Russell is having this monster camp, um, which uh, I don't agree with. But I think he's I think he's ticketed for the practice squad. Um, don't mess with the astute eyes of Bo Wolf. Jimmy knows. Uh, tight end two is the turkeys to the castle here. Uh, it's your turn to go first. Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, Tyree Jackson, Dan Arnold. We will define this the same way. Snaps in week one. Who you got? 
70 stole, 30 Calcaterra, zero Jackson, zero Arnold. I'm going 90 okay. uh, stole, 10 Calcaterra for week one. I can see that too, actually. I mean, against that that Patriots front, you know, you're probably going to want a little more blocking prowess. So I probably you're probably going to win there. Also, you got to remember, like week one, it's kind of finicky. Um, you don't know what to expect from the opposing defense, and so you want to make sure that there are guys out there who Jalen Hurts trusts. And well, we know that Hurts trusts Stoll. I was going to say the the thing about when you play a, a Bill Belichick team is he creates his scheme a new scheme every week for the opponent that, that mm. they're playing. So you never know what Bill Belichick's going to throw out at you. Well, it's actually interesting, though, because Bill Belichick's going to know that Jalen Hurts trusts Jack Stoll. Mm. And so you wonder if the Eagles try to zag when they're expecting Bill to think they're going to zig because the one thing we know Belichick does is he, he finds out what you do best, <laughs> and he takes that away. That's so true. If the Eagles that. know that yeah. Belichick's going to try to take away the, the Stoll Hurts trust connection <laughs> then potentially they put him on the sideline and try to totally throw off the, the Patriots and, and make it a, a grand cockatera game that's yeah, there you go I mean all you gotta do is put Jalen Mills over top right mm. okay uh offensive line I'm really unsure how this is gonna go in terms of the, the roster cuts when you're unsure that's like that says something because here's here's the deal. You've got your five starters. We presume that, that Cam Jurgens is the starting right guard. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Tyler Steen is on the team. Jack Driscoll's on the team. That's seven. After that, I don't know who deserves to be on this roster. I would say the ne- right now, who's the next best offensive lineman on the team? I would say it's a toss-up between Sua Opeta and Fred Johnson, who's had a pretty solid summer. Josh Sills uh, has not played well the last week, but Obviously, the Eagles saved a spot for him for a reason when he came you love back. Yourself some Josh Sills. I don't love myself mm-hmm. some Josh Sills. I think the Eagles like Josh Sills. I think they, they kept him last year because they thought he was a good long-term development piece. They obviously held the spot for him. They, they inserted him right away into the second team uh, left guard when he came back. Uh, I thought he looked better the first couple days than he, he did over the last week. He was very bad in the game. Uh, then you've got your Dennis Kellys, your Josh Andrews's who I don't think will be on the week one roster because of the uh, guaranteed contracts for them. Those guys could probably stick on the practice squad. Same goes for um, Julian Good-Jones, who I actually think has been solid. Um, you know, Tyrese Robinson, Roderick Johnson, these guys. Like, I don't know. Right, right now, I think I would probably have it be Sua, and maybe they claim someone. I think this is another spot where I expect them to claim somebody with some upside. Sort of the uh, the Jack Anderson prototype from two years ago. Um, I don't feel gr- I don't I don't like. Usually they I'm they're going to carry ten offensive linemen because you know we care about what we care about. In terms of having the sixteen spots in the practice squad, I think I think they can get away with having just eight offensive linemen, and I'm not sure who I think that eighth will be if if it will be Sua or Fred Johnson or Sills. I think Sua. Now the Fred Johnson point is a valid one and. Uh, Lane Johnson identified Fred Johnson as someone who's having a good summer. Mm. Uh, might just be Johnson and Johnson sticking together here. Mm, baby uh, powder. Yeah. Jets, Jets power. Right. Yes, that's right. Um, would you say that baby powder is the first product that comes to your mind in the Johnson and Johnson umbrella? No, Vaseline does. Vaseline. Interesting. Is that that's Johnson and Johnson, correct? I'm sure they make it. 
if 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 not, I, I put the wrong thing together. Um, baby actually, soap, no, like baby soap. I I would yeah. say yeah yeah baby soap the Johnson Johnson baby soap. Um, that's yeah that's that's what I would say for Johnson, and and then. Yeah, I think we no, could I, uh, we could take a little bit of a turn here and try to psychoanalyze the Vaseline thing. I don't know if you want to do that, but I mean, uh, uh, what do you mean psychoanalyze that? I want to make sure it's it's Johnson Johnson. Otherwise, I gave uh, it's actually not even Johnson Johnson. <laughs> it's Unilever. So uh, <laughs> give give a, a not KY. Unless, that's not what you're talking about. An unnecessary plug. No, you know why? What? Wait, what? No, I think I put it together because I was thinking of the Johnson and Johnson um, baby soap, which is has the yellow container, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I was conflating the yellow containers, probably, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, so, <laughs> but that, that that took a a weird a weird turn there. Yeah, I mean, think about all the uh, all the money Johnson and Johnson is spending, and for you to think that their top product is <laughs> is Vaseline, they're gonna be they're gonna be throwing papers in the sorry in that office that. there. Sorry about that. Don't be sorry. You, you, you spoke your truth. Um. Okay. So you think it will be Sua? That's your that's your guess right now. Yes. Yes, I think it'd be Sua. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Our question a little here. Thrown off by the Johnson and Johnson discussion. I'm not gonna lie. That's what you get on Birds the Frank. Expect the unexpected. Um, the question here is who's going to be the starting right guard week one? Uh, we both had uh, 75 on Cam Jurgens to start camp. I had 20 on Steen, five on other. You had 25 on Steen, zero on other. Where do you stand now? So I'm going out on a limb here. Or maybe it's 100. First, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I, well, you asked me. Okay. Yeah, I'd um, ask you. So you can go ahead. 100 on Cam Jurgens, zero okay. on Tyler Steen. Zero on other. Uh, I went ninety-eight two, just just holding on a small little. Ah, but that was probably silly. The beautiful uh, mind there, Stalin's pulls. Stalin goes goes all summer with him at first team, and then all of a sudden throws yeah. Belichick off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about the uh, no backup center on the game day roster possibility? You know the the old the old having to change two positions instead of one if Jason Kelsey goes down. Play your best five. I don't worry about moving parts. Play your best five. So. Yeah, I think I feel that way too. Like the, you're not going to convince me that they're going to be better off if Jason Kelsey goes down mid game. You know, bringing in Josh Andrews exactly. Than if they let have Jurgens has to play center and Tyler Steen has to play right guard. Like I think they're fine. I bet Jurgens would actually be relieved. Be like, oh yes, I get to play center, right? Mm -hmm. What was the anecdote he, he he gave this spring? Like Kelsey called him. He's like, "Sorry, man, I'm coming back another year." Yeah, yeah. So it's like you don't have to you don't have to be sorry. Do what yeah. do, do what you got to do. I, um, I can empathize with an over apologer, and uh, with someone who over apologizes. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Defensive tackle. Here's where I think the uh, borrowing from other positions might come in handy. Moro Ajomo right now has a concussion. We don't know the degree of seriousness to that, um, whether it could potentially merit putting him on injured reserve for the year. That seems like it would be potentially rash, um, but it would keep him on the roster. Um, right now, I think I have, I'm going to have seven defensive tackles making this team. I'm going to have Ojomo 
and Marlon Tuipiloto and Kentavious Street all making the team. In addition to Milton Williams, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, and Jalen Carter. How do you view that roster-wise? I believe Ojimo makes it. I believe Marlon T makes it. Street, I think he makes it, but I'm not positive on Street because of the vested veteran component. Yeah, uh, I think that's right. I think but that's I'm right. Leaning, I'm, I'm leaning towards skeptical. Street making it. Yeah. I okay. mean, the Ojimo uh, injury, I mean, most importantly, you you hope he's okay. But, but, but that does throw a little bit of a... A complication here, if you will. I agree. All right, our question here for Turkeys to the Castle. Who will be defensive tackle five in week one? Kentavia uh, Street, Marlon Tuipolotu, Moro Ojimo, and Noah Ellis were our options here at the start of camp. Uh, I will go first. I have 48 on Kentavia Street and 52 on Marlon Tuipolotu, zero on the other two for week one. Hmm, so you're convinced that Ojimo is injured for week one? No, I just don't think that he'll be week be one. Gotcha. He's going to be less experienced than the other guy no matter what. Yeah. So okay. I don't think it will be him. Um, I'm going uh, 60 on Marlon T, 30 on K Street, 10 on Moro Ojimo. Is K Street, is that like a DC thing? Well, that is a DC, that is a DC thing, yeah. But isn't that, is that like a famous? Is that like is that like the uh, like the lobbyist street? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is the, that it? the law firm? Is it the law firm or the lobbyist? I think it's the law firm. Oh, I think it's the lobbyist street. I worked on Fifteenth and L. Mm. Uh, that's Taking L's the, all day. That, that's where the Washington Post building was, and flex, it, huge flex. <laughs> very, very very proud of that that time in my career. Uh, and I used to walk. Um, I used to walk down, Ma- uh, I'm sorry, not Mass Ave, Connecticut Ave. Uh, I used to go into the office every day. And <laughs> I mean, I was like, it was like straight out of a movie. It was like, I was starry eyed. I was like, this is where Woodward and Bernstein worked. Okay? It was every day. Like I would, I would stand outside that building, like breathe in, you know, like before the national anthem of a game, you know, where it's like, yeah. I'm walking into the Washington Post building. It was, uh, yeah, it was so cool to go through those doors. Um, yeah, so that 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 was uh, that was a, a neat experience. I, re- I remember uh, my, my <laughs> I, I can go down memory lane, but we we had we had lunch. All the interns had had lunch with uh, with Bob Woodward. Uh, the, wow. the first, yeah, as part of our orientation and. I mean, I've never been more starstruck in my entire life. Other than maybe I covered an NCAA regional and Rick Riley was in the scrum. And that was up there as well. Pulling alligator teeth. (laughs) It's a good line. Uh, You fancy yourself more of a uh, more of a Redford or more of a Dustin Hoffman? In terms of looks or in terms of the character in the movie? However you want to take it. (laughs) I don't know how to to interpret that. I I think... uh, uh, I mean, I, one would probably compare me more looks-wise to Dustin Hoffman, I would say. <laughs> I probably have more of those characteristics short, you know. Um, but I think that's our that's our classic rapport here. Yeah. You know, Hoffman and terms, Redford. In terms of uh journalistic sensibilities, I was I'm probably more a Woodward than a Bernstein. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? 
we don't need to get into that right now. Um, but I mean, they you they, said it, you know. they both had the biggest story, and yeah, they both had the biggest story. Who else was in your intern class? Uh, <laughs> I can tell you everybody if you want. Uh, yeah, I want to know. I want to know. I mean, I want to c- compare your careers. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. They, they're all they all have great careers in their own rights. Um, the the two other sports interns that year were uh, Mark Vieira and Andrew Astelford, and uh, enjoyed spending a lot of time with both of them that summer. Where are they now? Living happy lives. How do you know? I, I keep in touch. Facebook, yeah, okay. things like that. Yeah, and Facebook can be deceiving. You know, you're putting out the happy stuff, but we don't know what's really going on inside. Are Are, are you on Facebook? No. Okay, so you don't even know. Yeah, I'm Facebook familiar is- with Facebook. <laughs> uh, you get to a certain age where it's just like it's it's just pictures of your kids. You know. Yeah, I mean, what's for me on Facebook? I don't. What do I need Facebook for? <laughs> poke people. I mean, like, what's that? The CP? Yeah, yeah. You, you you like to keep track. You like to poke. They still have the poke. <laughs> I don't know that. I've never utilized such function. So you've never poked on Facebook. No, I've never. When you poked. were in, like in college, you never you never gave a poke. No, I would just talk to the person. Yeah. Wow, yeah. what a flat! I mean, that's the biggest brag I've ever heard. The guy's above the poke. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't shy. I would just go up and talk. Yeah. Okay. It's like an interview. You. Or a you know a ride with an Uber driver. Touche. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Edge, Zach. Um, Wait, can we say what Ken just said? <laughs> Ken, do we have permission here? Ken oh, says, we have a break. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, There's a private chat. <laughs> Ken says I poked every girl in my uni. Wow, every good, girl. Yeah, good work, Ken. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of finger work. A lot of poking. Um, All right, let's. uh, We do have to take a break, uh, which we didn't know. So let's take a break now. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, the edge rushers, the linebackers, the corners, the safeties, the punters, and uh, what other famous movie stars Zach thinks he's like. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back on Burns with Friends. Let's talk Edge now, Zach. I think it's fair to say Hassan Reddick is on the Jalen Hurts level. He'll be uh, on this team. You think he's going to be ready for week one with this uh, thumb surgery he had? I do. Uh, that's, that's, that's the Too word. Too much poking. <laughs> that's, that's the word behind the scenes is that he'll be back week one. Now, he might have to play with something on that thumb, but I think he'll be, he'll be on the field week one. And you got Josh Sweat on the team. You've got Brandon Graham on the team. And then you've got uh, a bit of a quandary. You've got Derek Barnett. You've got Janarius Robinson. You could potentially throw Patrick Johnson in the mix there, or even Kyron Johnson, who uh, had a, an emergency appendectomy uh, that has him on the shelf right now. How do you uh, spread your turkeys between Barnett, Janarius Robinson, and other? Well, just uh, one omission there. Um was I, I did not mention Nolan Smith. I, I, I believe Nolan Smith. Oh, yeah. We just don't, we don't, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nolan Smith is there. He's, he's the fourth edge rusher. Yes. Uh, so I think it's going to be Barnett, um, who, by the way, I spoke to the other night. Nice catching up with Eric. Uh, I think it's going to be Barnett, but I, I think Robinson has impressed some. Uh, I think this is not a, this is a position that's still up, up for grabs. Patrick Johnson, I liked early in camp and he's, he's, he's back at it now. Uh, but this one's a little more ambiguous than I thought going into camp. I had 65, 30, and 5, and now I'm going to go with – I'm not even going to go with a majority here. I'm going to go with 40, 30, and 30. Wow, interesting. Because I think a Patrick Johnson is has more potential. Interesting. I'm going – this This is going to be a huge swing here because I'm going 80 on Barnett hmm. and 20 on Janarius Robinson. Um. I don't know that I would say that Derek Barnett has had a great camp. I would probably say it's been a, a touch disappointing, but the way they restructured his contract felt like it was guaranteeing him a spot on the team. Um, and I think there's more of a track record of, you know, productive NFL play certainly from him than, than the others. You know, it was interesting. Um, uh, an interesting answer from Sean Desai the other day. And I was asking him this question with Miles Jack in mind, and so it was interesting that he he said this before the news broke that Jack had retired. But I was asking him about like when you've got these guys who come in, these veterans with track records, like you know you can watch their tape from last year. How do you balance, you know, that versus what you're seeing that's right in front of you? And I thought it was it was kind of telling the way that he said, you know, in this league, in the National Football League, it's all about what you can do for me right now. Um, and so maybe that's a, a a mark against Derek Barnett, but I don't. I also don't think that Janarius Robinson has been, you know, lights out or anything like that. No, he is not. I would agree there. Okay, uh, I can, I hear you on the on the Barnett thing, and the organization clearly restructured his deal so they could have him back. So there's a debate in the chat: who is more presidential, Bo or Zach? And and Dibbin here says Bo, because Zach looks like he is 14. You don't uh, need to be reading the chat, you know, so much. You could focus on the show, but there are customers. 
This is this yeah, is and, and the show is what they are buying. It was what if someone is watching our show at 142 in the afternoon, I owe it to them to engage in what they're uh into not, they're not if they're saying nasty things to you. You don't need to give them the time of day. Or well, if it's well, like a cowboy's troll who's in the thing, or if it's the porn bots who come in. Like <laughs> you know, they're so, not, wait, they're I do not, have a question. They don't this, deserve the uh go ahead. Um because look, I I get told often uh, that I look younger than I am. Okay, uh, at what point does that become a compliment? Like I, I think in your twenties, that's like an insult. You know, early thirties, that's an insult. Mm. By this point in your life, uh, you know, I, I I start to think that's that's like that's like a compliment, correct? You know, I would I, say I, so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, fourteen's not what you're shooting for, <laughs> but. But uh, you never on on any side, you never want to be told you look like you're 14. No, no, no. But but I I was I was told by like a, a television executive one time that that like you, you look a little young, and mm. I was saying, well, at, at some point in my life, that's that's going to be considered a compliment. I'm going to say like 33 years old is when, when it, it, then it becomes a compliment. Then it becomes a compliment. Okay. Do you get you're younger than you look, older than you look, or as you look? Uh, I, I get I always get more handsome than expected. Ah, so. that's fair. Um, either. Although you know what I get is the the uh, the grays on the side. Okay, I'm actually starting to get those as well. Yeah, I think you got a wonderful head of hair. That's that's the, that's always the uh, I think that's like a a dad joke. I didn't have these before I had a daughter. You know, it's, wow, yeah, throwing yeah. Sloan under the bus seems unfair. <laughs> As if, as yeah, if reads Mister Perfect, you know. No, it's. I think it's like a classic father line. Yeah. These kids. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, linebacker, very fascinating to me. Um, Nicobe Dean is on the team. I think Zach Cunningham is on the team. Christian Ellis is on the team. That's three. That might be it. Nicholas Morrow uh, certainly in the mix. I think he's looked better over the past uh, two weeks than he did in the beginning of camp. Uh, he still gets some rotational reps with the ones. I think he could be the kind of guy who they carry on the initial roster and then whack once they get a waiver claim. I also think if you're looking for a, a shock inclusion on the 53-man roster, I think Ben Van Sumeren is in the mix. Ooh. Why would you reveal that on the pod? That could have been... That could have been like the because the, I owe uh, it to our customers to tell them the truth. <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, I think that is a possibility. Um, it would not. It would not blow me away. I I think that I'm leaning towards that not happening because I think that they will think that he can get through on waivers, and you don't want to make you know you don't want to recommit the original sin of the Casey Tuhill fiasco when you keep a guy and then. By keeping him, you signal to the league that he's worth keeping, and then you release him, and he gets claimed on waivers. Whereas if you had not kept him initially, he probably could have stuck on the practice squad. We can't make that mistake again. I I gotta say, um, <laughs> Birds with Friends is the only place in the world where that's referred to as the Casey Tuhill fiasco. <laughs> even though the original Casey Tuhill, yeah. even close, even though Casey Tuhill's been playing in the NFL ever since, and they should have found a way to keep him. I don't think the organization looks at that as like a fiasco. They should. <laughs> the Casey Tuhill fiasco. By the way, do you remember when uh, Dominic and Sue retired midway through last year? 
he did not retire midway through last year. Oh, so it wasn't the exact same when they signed two linebackers as when they signed two defensive tackles. It was not, no. Okay. okay. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm gonna, I think that I'm going to have them keeping three linebackers. The question at hand, though, is who will be linebacker two week one? We'll just define this as uh, total snaps week one. Will it be Christian Ellis? Will it be Nicholas Morrow? Or will it be other? Uh, you had a, a little advantage on other here. You had 30 and I had 21. Um, how do... It's my turn to go first, actually. So I will go first. I have it as zero on Nicholas Morrow for week one. And I know that there's the the uh, the, the traction right now is, is all Zach Cunningham. But I'm sticking. I'm going 55 on Christian Ellis and 45 on Zach Con- on other. Bo continues his anti-Zach campaign. Okay, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm rolling with the Z's. Uh, let's let's go with other for 60. Wait a second. Are you doing this live? Yes. You can't be doing it live after I've already gone. You can't. That's it's an invitation to cheat. Okay, I promise you I wasn't cheating. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not good enough at game theory to adjust my prediction based on yours. Um, but so going into the year, I had, or going into the summer, I had other at 30 because I thought there was a chance they would add. They did add. They added two guys. One retired. One is playing with the second team right now. I'm rolling with the guy who's playing with the second team right now, Zach Cunningham. I'm going with 60 for Zach Cunningham. I'm going with 40 for Christian Ellis. I'm going zero for Nicholas Morrow because I don't think you want to guarantee that salary. I think even if they like Morrow, they can cut him, practice squad him, then bring him back after week one. I think that's right. Okay, we'll just let you go first in these from now on. No, because I will write then it down you can right do, now. You can do them live if you're going first because then you don't know what mine are. Gotcha. Well, well, this one, I mean, I mean, I mean, this one I can, I can get. Like, 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 like this one's pretty definitive in my mind. Well, yeah, the next one, yeah, but that's so, an easy one. But okay. we're not we're not there yet. Okay. Do you how do you feel about roster at, at oh yeah, you already said the, the Moro thing they could carry him? Okay. Uh let's talk corner. The McPherson injury has changed things here. In terms of the roster math, you've got Slay and Bradbury and Maddox and Ringo on the team. I think we agree that Josh Job is on this team. Do you carry a sixth? Is it Mario Goodrich as the backup slot? Is it Eli Ricks? Is it Makai Garner, who is also injured right now? Um, I think that they will keep a sixth corner. Right now, I'm leaning Ricks. But yeah, I think this is where the Eagles use. I mean, this is where the Eagles use their practice squad. They showed last year that with practice squad elevations, they consider those last few spots on the roster as just keeping prospects who they want to have on the team they, and they, 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 they don't want to expose. They did it with Trey Sermon last year. They did it with Janarius Robinson last year, right? Guys here, they don't have a, a, a role for you, but you think they have some upside and you think they'll be claimed if you waive them. And of those two, between Goodrich and Ricks, I think there's more of a chance that Ricks gets claimed. Now that said, Ricks was an undrafted free agent who didn't, get signed for a whole lot of money, right? Um, but he did have that pick six against the Ravens. It was telegraphed to him, but he's, I mean, you could see he's got some ball skills. Uh, there's there's a bit of a pedigree there. So I think that Ricks would be the sixth guy. I think so too. Um, and I think if you're playing 
how do we keep both guys? I think it's more likely that Ricks would get claimed off waivers. What he put on tape is more uh, impressive. And I don't think it's just the pick six. I think you saw those ball skills, uh, the way he, he had a couple uh, PBUs in the, the second game. He finds the ball much better than in direct contrast to Keely Ringo, who, who you know could not find the ball. Um, I think he's come on a little bit. And I think Goodrich, because he was on the practice squad all last year, I don't know that he's going to get claimed. Um, so that's that's the way I'm leaning right now. The question that we have for Turkeys to the Castle, who will be cornerback four? Uh, you were uh, big on Greedy Williams at the time. Uh, it's Greedy Williams, Keely Ringo, Josh Job, and other. I think we're going to have the same thing here. What do you got? 100 for Josh Job. Zero for Greedy Williams, who's already been cut. Zero for Keely Ringo, who's a developmental player. And zero for other, uh, because they don't have someone usurping Josh Job. I agree. I also have a hundred on Josh Job. I think if if the Eagles could pick anyone on the roster to uh, violently stub their toe in the middle of the night, thereby opening up the door to an injured reserve, I think it would probably be Keely Ringo. That's that's the old Donnell Pumphrey, as I call it. Mm. You know, Pumphrey was at practice one day, and then all of a sudden, it's like skipping around. Yeah. yeah, week one against Washington, 2017. Um, yeah, all of a sudden that 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 hamstring. <laughs> they, ah. uh, exactly. Come on, Donnell. Gets placed on IR. Mm. Uh, so and then he's at practice the next day, like skipping around. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, safety. Now uh, I alluded to this earlier, but the the depth chart stuff from the the last couple days. I think the most interesting thing that we have seen is Justin Evans getting the uh, plurality of snaps with the first team defense opposite Reed Blankenship. Um, I think if you had asked us a week ago, we probably would have guessed that he was the fifth guy in that pecking order. Uh, I think he is on the team, which I, which is a bit of a surprise, but this whole conversation is the same thing we've talked about with, with Sidney Brown, right? Uh, we assume that eventually, at some point this season, the Eagles want their starting safeties to be Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown. So the question is, for a team with Super Bowl aspirations, are the December and January Eagles better off if Sidney Brown is starting week one and has more time to grow? Or are they better off if he's developing on the side and it's Justin Evans or Terrell Edmonds or even Kayvon Wallace out there? And maybe that gets them, uh, you know, that's a difference of a win that gets them home field advantage or something like that. Um, I don't know how they feel about that philosophically. A week ago, I would have I would have put more turkeys on Sidney Brown starting week one. The closer we get, I'm starting to lean a little bit more towards it being a veteran week one opposite Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown waiting in the wings, maybe with like some specialty packages that he's on the field for. I still think Sidney Brown. Now, now we are getting close. You are correct. This is if, if that run was going to happen, you would think it would have happened by now, but I still think Sidney Brown. So where I was wrong going into this is I'm looking at my numbers. I, I slept on, on Reed Blank. I, I did not have uh same confidence at Reed chip that you did and that the organization did. So I'll, I will take the L there. Uh, I think that they could have a rotation with that group, but I still think it's going to be Sidney Brown. 
Now, do you think they could keep all five? I think they could. I think if they keep four, at, uh, I'm sorry, if they keep five at corner, they can keep five at safety. So they can cut Ricks and keep and and go deeper at safety. I do think they can do that. I also think you could um, justify it that you know Terrell Edmonds is maybe your fourth linebacker. So mm-hmm. if you go three linebackers, you could keep five safeties. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know if Kayvon Wallace is going to be on the team. It's the final year of his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Have they seen all they need to see? I think he's had a pretty good summer. He's probably made more plays than Terrell Edmonds has. It feels a little silly to keep all five of those guys, but I I don't know. I, I think they. I'm sort of I'm sort of um, reaching to figure out who deserves the last like two or three spots on the roster, and I think I think it might be a fifth safety. Hmm. All right, our question here, Turkey's to the castle. Who will be the week one starting safety uh, pairing? Will it be Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds? Will it be Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown? Will it be Sidney Brown and Terrell Edmonds, or will it be other? Um, as you alluded to in our initial one, for Blankenship Edmonds, I had 47. You had 10. For Blankenship Brown, I had 43. You had 39. For Brown Edmonds, I had 5. You had 41. And for other, I had 5. You had 10. How do you break it down now? So, obviously, my my blank chip ones are going to be heavy here. So, I, I could take out Brown Edmonds. So, zero for that, which is what I went 41 on. Okay? Uh, and this is really split up hard. I'm, I'm going to go with 40 for blank and chip Brown. Okay? I'm going to go with uh, 30 for other. So, that's blank and chip Evans. And then 30 for blank and chip Edmonds. Uh, uh, for... Um, Sorry, Blankenship Evans is 30, and Blankenship Edmonds is 30 as well. Okay. I have uh, 35 on Blankenship Edmonds to your 30. I, I Like I said, I'm, I'm leaning that it's not going to be Brown week one. So I have 25 on uh, Blankenship Brown. You have 40, and then I have 40, the uh, plurality of my turkeys on uh, other, which would be Evans. Right now, I'm, I'm leaning Justin Evans, and maybe that's just – overreacting to what we've seen in practice the last two days. It's a little bit recency bias. I think he might be the, the, uh, the steadiest combination of, of skills for them as, as long as he's healthy, which he is. And also great, great form as a field goal kicker, Zach. Yes. How about that? Uh, it was the highlight of camp. Yeah. They ended practice yesterday. Uh, like Sirianni was, was opening invitations to who wants to be the emergency kicker. And I believe four players tried out. The first was Marcus Mariota, who shanked it to the left. Looked like one of his passes. Uh, the next was Boston Scott, who knocked it over. The next was Cam Jurgens, who towed it over. Uh, a behemoth of a boot, but, you know, uh, sort of the, the form you might expect from an offensive lineman. Then came Justin Evans with beautiful form. His uh, was the best looking. And so three guys made it. Seriani said, all right, let's get, uh, let's get a snap. Let's get an offensive line. Let's get a defensive line. Let's make it look a little bit more like it would look in a game. Boston Scott goes, pulls it a little bit left. Cam Jurgens toes it off the right upright, and uh, Justin Evans misses way left as well. So nobody made it, and uh, Nick Nick said, all right, well, I guess we'll just go for two. So there you go. Fun stuff. All right, How Zach, would you last do with that? Uh, okay. I, I, I used to be good at it, but then when we did the, uh, the, the beat writer one, 
when I still worked for the team. I think I, I, I nailed my first one and then uh, shanked my second one. So I, I guess I pulled an Evans. Pulled an Evans. There you go. Uh, last one, Zach. Punter, as you said. Ty Zentner has been waived. But there are, I believe, six other punter competitions still going on across the NFL. So will the Eagles punter week one be Aaron Sipos or will it be other? What do you think? Oh, so 70 with uh, Sipos here. But I still think 30% chance they're scanning the rest of the league and they go with other. Mm. Could be a good opportunity for you to get some points because I went 58 on Sipos and 42 on other. Um, we, we talked to Aaron Sipos yesterday. Yep. He was, he was very, uh, very open, um, and honest about how difficult the post Super Bowl, uh, you know, timeline was for him. Uh, he took it pretty hard. You know, he was pretty good until he got injured last year, but I also think it's a spot where they, they could upgrade. And, uh, I don't know enough about maybe we need the Puntalytics guys on it. I don't know enough about the other competitors in these six competitions league wide, but, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they had somebody instead. It's a shame how he got injured too. Yeah. Right. Like making a tackle. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Zach. Well, I guess we will see how, uh, how these turkeys fare. We'll add it up once, uh, I guess after week one, but what a ride. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. We need to have Kent on for a second. He he wants to make a clarification. Oh. I meant poke the Facebook poke. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, we understand. Yeah, yeah that's what okay. we thought. Too. Yeah, okay. I, just, I, just, I didn't want people to think I was making the euphemism there. But did you really poke every single one? I went to a pretty small school uh, the first year. So, okay. yeah, I made it a point to, like, poke every girl, make every girl feel wanted, you know? Miss a hundred really of the well. shots you don't take. Exactly. Worked out really well for me. Made a lot of friends. Okay. Good for you, Ken. So Good take that you. advice if Poke still exists. I don't have Facebook either, so no idea. The two, I would say, and Zach might agree with this because he's got a lot of, uh, you know, positive uh, affirm- affirmation sayings. He's got a lot, of, a lot of good advice. I think the two most important uh, pieces of advice in life, poke everybody. <laughs> and uh, whenever you get somewhere new, Find the toughest guy and punch him in the nose. <laughs> Amen. Right, Zach? No, I think uh, I would say the most important thing is 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 be a good person all the time. Like not like not some of the time, all the time. And then, yeah, he, that's 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 what I say. Do the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say lovey. Okay. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We've got a joint practice tomorrow to talk about. We should be live again around 3 o'clock, which has been our normal uh, training camp time. And then after that, it's game time and then roster mm-hmm. time. Who uh, who are you most excited to see on the Colts tomorrow, Zach? Oh, good question. Uh, well, Anthony Richardson, of course, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's – yeah, that's, that's the style. That's, that's like the – what I would call the ESPN answer, you know, play to the stars, right? Um, but out outside of that, uh, I would say DeForest Buckner against the Interior Eagles O line. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Who are you thinking? You know, Stiko, gotta 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 get eyes on our on our boy. Um, I'm looking to see. I don't know that they have any. 
besides Gardner Minshew, any other uh, down roster ex Eagles on this? Oh no, they do. But he's on an injured reserve. Can you name two? Can you name the other ex Eagle on the Colts? I haven't looked at their roster yet today, so no. Who is it? Uh, it is one of the best trades the Eagles have made. Jannard Avery. Ah, Jannard Avery. Okay. Revenge, okay. revenge practice for Jannard. Except he's on injured reserve. Yeah. Shane uh, Steichen right. stole so much from him. Wanted, he wanted to bring him with him. That's right. Yeah. All that right. Pride uh, in San Francisco. Uh, by pride. the way, real quick. One thing I, I just want to shout out. Um, Greg Bishop from, from Sports Illustrated uh, wrote an awesome uh, Jalen Hurts story. Uh, I just want to give that a shout out. I thought it was a good piece and reveals a lot about Jalen in there. Okay. You already tweeted about it, you know. It's okay. Hey, this, the, the Syracuse Mafia sticks together, right? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, one day I'll tell you about the other fun part of the uh, the Patulo story. We can save that for another time. Oh, we should we should get we should do the director's cut on the Patulo story. It's okay. We'll save it for another time. We can talk about it tomorrow. We're we're already over an hour. Okay. Was this a new leaf for Bo? <laughs> Eh, it's okay. Uh, all right. That'll do it for uh, this episode of Birds with Friends. For Zach and Kent and all those poked ladies, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.